Turn with me in your Bibles tonight to the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel in chapter 19. In our last study, we had come to verses 10 through 14. Let's read those verses again this evening and refresh our memories. The mother is like a vine in thy blood, planted by waters. She was fruitful and full of branches by reason of many waters. And she had strong rods for the scepters of them that bear rule. And her stature was exalted among the thick branches. And she appeared in her height with the multitude of her branches. But she was plucked up in fury. She was cast down to the ground, and the east wind dried up her fruit. Her strong rods were broken and withered, and the fire consumed them. And now she is planted in the wilderness, in a dry and thirsty ground. And fire has gone out of a rod of her branches, which hath devoured her fruit, that she hath no strong rod to be a scepter to rule. This is a lamentation, and shall be for lamentation. As you recall, the first nine verses was a simile as our last five verses a simile a likeness in the first nine verses the house of Israel the house of Judah and her kings were compared to a likeness and her wealth And those cubs, those lions that she raised, learned to catch the prey, just like a lion does. Only they devoured men, it is said. Which speaks of those last kings and those kings that we look at and this simile references. They were wicked and evil kings, evil rulers. They did not walk in the ways of the Lord. They walked after evil and after wickedness. And so now we come to verse 10 and, and, and 14, and, and it's another simile, but it's a simile of a vine, a fruitful vine. It was flourishing and grew many branches. 
but she was plucked up. She was cast down. She was burnt with fire. What's this vine, this fruitful vine, is also another simile compared to the house of Israel, the house of Judah. Her mother was a vine. And she grew branches. She grew rods. They became rods. They became rulers, kings from the vine. A scepter in the land. It seemed to flourish. We said that last study that Israel was often compared to a vine and we looked at numerous scriptures where she was compared to vine and the rod addressed here is the same person that was addressed as as this was addressed to in, in the first nine verses it was addressed to to Zedekiah who was the evil wicked king and, and these last five verses are also addressed, addressed to Zedekiah. Who's Zedekiah? Well, Zedekiah was a brother of Jehoaz and Jehoiakim, who were sons of Josiah. Josiah was the king. But Jehoahaz was evil and wicked. Jehoiakim was evil and wicked. His son Jehoiachin was evil and wicked. And now Zedekiah is evil and wicked. And this message is being delivered to him. And certainly to get the picture, the picture that of his mother of his father of, of the house of Judah. He knew the history of Judah, of Israel, the kings of Israel, how that was fruitful, how that abounded in plenty, especially under David and under Solomon. But then they began to go astray. They invoked God's anger, his fury. She was plucked up in fury because she did not walk in the ways of the Lord. So it brings us to our thought tonight, which is taken from the last few verses, verses 12, 13, and 14 which we've already read. We see here the fire of, of God's judgment. The fire spoken of here is, is, is the fire of, of God's judgment. God brings his judgment. In many places in the word of God, in many places in the scripture, is spoken of as being a fire. A fire delivers his punishment, delivers his his torment, his devouring on them. 
Turn with me to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings in chapter 24. Look with me here at verse 17. And the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, made Mataniah his father's brother king in his stead and changed his name Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 20 and 1 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For through the anger of the Lord it came to pass in Jerusalem and Judah until the he had eat, cast them out from his presence that Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. He angered the Lord by his rebelling against God's hand of judgment, Nebuchadnezzar, the Babylonian, by rebelling against God's hand of judgment upon him and upon Judah. He angered God. And we're told in that verse, that God destroys Judah. That he causes, basically what it's saying is, Jerusalem and Judah go into captivity and be no more. In this thought that we look at tonight, Zedekiah is the last king the last of the seed of David to, to sit on the throne, the last king. And since Zedekiah, there has not been a king in Israel, in Jerusalem, to reign since those days. But the next king to set upon the throne, the next king to reign, will be of the seed of David. It will be the Lord Jesus Christ himself to set upon the throne and reign during the millennial reign. This anger and this fury of the Lord was not, did not just begin with Zedekiah, did not just begin with Jehoiakim and Jehoahaz, but it was Manasseh. Their great grandpappy who had stirred up the anger 
of the Lord. Because his ways were evil and his ways were wicked and, and there was not one like him before that or since that time. Turn with me to the 21st chapter. The 21st chapter. Twenty-first chapter of Second Kings. And let's look at verse nine. Beginning with verse nine. Second Kings twenty-one and verse nine. But they hearkened not. Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. Listen, the Lord, <laughs> the Lord destroyed the nations in the promised land, in the land that he gave to, to Abraham and to his seed, he destroyed those nations when Israel went in and to possess the land because of their wickedness. They were exceedingly sinful. They were exceeding wicked. They did not honor God. They were godless people. And so it says here of Manasseh that, that he did worse than those nations did. Verse 10. And the Lord spake by his servants, the prophets, saying, Because Manasseh, king of Judah, hath done these abominations and hath done wickedly above all that the Amorites did, which were before him, and hath made Judah also to sin with his idols, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah that whosoever hear of it, both his ears shall tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of Samaria and the plummet of the house of Ahab, and I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth a dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. And I will forsake the remnant of mine inheritance and deliver them into the hand of their enemies, and they shall become a prey and a spoil to all their enemies, because they have done that which was evil in my sight and have provoked me to anger since the day their fathers came forth out of, the, out of Egypt, even unto this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till, the, till he had filled 
Jerusalem from one end to another. Be <clears throat> Excuse me. Beside his sin, wherewith he made Judah to sin, doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. You see, Manasseh stirred up the anger of God in doing this great wickedness. And so, Manasseh stirs up the fire of God's judgment. Turn with me to chapter 23. Chapter 23 and look down at verse 26 with me. Verse 26. Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his great wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him withal. This was upon the, the death of Josiah. Josiah, a good king, a Josiah who walked in the ways of the Lord. And, and when the, the book of the Lord was, was found in the house of the Lord and, and was read to him, he obeyed what, he, what was read in the book, book of the Lord. And Josiah was a good king, so he didn't bring that evil. He didn't bring that, that judgment upon during the days of Josiah. But Josiah has passed. And now this verse states that the Lord has not turned from his fierce anger, which he had against Manasseh. The 24th chapter, in verse 3, Surely at the commandment of the Lord came this upon Judah to remove them out of his sight, for the sin of Manasseh, according to all that he did. In other words, Judah is going to cease to be a nation, cease to be a rule in Jerusalem. It was ultimately carried out during the days of Zedekiah began to fall with the death of Josiah. And we see the wickedness of Jehoahaz. However, he only reigned three months and was taken by Pharaoh Necho of Egypt into captivity into Egypt. And his brother Jehoiakim was placed upon the throne and Jehoiakim rode under Nebuchadnezzar for three years until he began to provoke Nebuchadnezzar and, and provoke God and by his wickedness and his evil. And Nebuchadnezzar came up in the third year of his reign and took away a, a number of the princes and, and people of, of the land into uh, Babylon, along with uh, instruments out of the house of the Lord. 
But under Zedekiah, it comes to an end. And Zedekiah's sons are destroyed. His eyes are put out. And he dies in the land of Babylon. In the 24th chapter, let's go down to verse 17. Verse 17. Well, we read, we read verses 17 through, through 20 just uh, a little bit ago concerning uh, Nebuchadnezzar making Ananiah king and, and, and changing his name to uh, Zedekiah and Zedekiah's age and, and the fact that he did evil and wickedly uh, before the Lord and he rebelled against uh, King Nebuchadnezzar in the ninth year of his reign. So the 25th chapter in verse 1, And it came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his host, against Jerusalem, and pitched against it, and they built forts against it round about. And the city was besieged until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, the fa famine prevailed in the city, and the, there was no bread for the people to, uh, of the land. That is, the seeds that was laid against the city. They shut the city up. They cut off the water supply. They cut off the flow of goods into the city. And that was the famine talked about. It wasn't a famine or lack of rain. The uh, Babylonian army had totally shut up the city of Jerusalem. And the city was broken up, and all the men of War fled by night by the way of uh, the gate between two walls, which is by the king's garden. Now, the Chaldees were against the city round about, and the king went the way toward the plain. Can you imagine that? The king and all the fighting men. We're getting out of here. We're, we're, we're sneaking out of here. And, and they snuck out by night thinking they, they could escape the Babylonian army because they were shut up and probably dying of starvation as many people did. And they fled into the plain. Verse 5. And the army of the Chaldees pursued after the king and overtook him in the plain of Jericho, and all his army were scattered from him. So they took the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon, to Riblah, and they gave judgment upon him. And they slew the sons of Zedekiah 
before his eyes. Notice that. Swoon before his eyes and put out the eyes of Zechariah. The last thing he seen was his sons being slain, being killed. And bound him, that is Zedekiah, with fetters of brass and carried him to Babylon. And in the fifth month of the seventh day of the month, which is the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the guard, a servant of the king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem. And he burnt the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem and every great man's house burnt he with fire. And all the army of the captain that were with the captain of the guard break down the walls of Jerusalem round about. So the house of the Lord was burnt with fire. The king's house were burnt with fire. And all the great houses of those great men that they carried away captive were burnt. The walls were knocked down. Was destroyed. Just as God had said, it was the fire of God's judgment because of Manasseh's sins and provoking God to anger, and because of the sins of Jehoahaz, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah as well. Come with me down to verse 18. Verse 18. And the captain of the guard took Zariah, the chief priest, and Zephaniah, the second priest, and the three keepers of the door. And out of the city he took an officer that was set over the men of war. And five men of them that were in the king's presence, which were found in the city, and the principal scribe of the host, which mustered the people of the land, and threescore men of the people of the land that were found in the city. And Nebuchadnezzar, captain of the guard, took these and brought them to the king of Babylon, to Riblah. And the king of Babylon smote them and slew them at Riblah in the land of Hamath. So Judah was carried away out of their land. And they were no more. Both 
both King Zedekiah and the nation of Judah was conquered. They were destroyed because of their abominations against God. When Zedekiah's reign ended, <laughs> that was the end. There hasn't been, as we said earlier, a king to sit on the throne in Israel since Zedekiah. The next king to sit on the throne will be of the seed of David. Will be the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Chapter 9. And verse 6. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his head, shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You see, the government being upon his head and, 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 and the Prince of Peace, that's that future. I guess could sum the Prince of Peace, Peace up in his first coming. His first coming when he died on the cross. He died on the cross that, that men might be at peace with God. That they might have peace through faith and believing in Him. Turn with me to the book of Romans. The book of Romans, chapter 1. Look with me at verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. We just read it in the book of Isaiah. That's the promise that he had promised the gospel, concerning the gospel. Concerning his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead <laughs> he's the son of promise he's not only the son of promise he's of the seed of David <laughs> he's heir to the throne the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation chapter 5, in verse 5, one of the elders saith unto me, weep not, behold, lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. You see, in heaven he's called 
the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He hath prevailed. And he's going to open the books. That's the books containing the vials, the seven vials that are to be poured out upon this earth during the tribulation period. Turn with me to the book of Psalms and chapter 2 and verse 9 prophesied concerning him in the Psalms. Many prophecies concerning him in the Psalms. Verse 9 of chapter 2 of Psalms says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces. Okay, potter's vessel. He's speaking, speaking of his son. He's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to do that. Turn with me the book, back to the book of Revelation. In chapter 19. Revelation chapter 19 and In verse 15, this is the Son of God, the Lamb, slain before the foundation. He, he's coming. He, he's, he's coming to earth. He's on a white horse in the clouds. He's coming with, with, with all those that he has redeemed and, and taken to glory before him. He's coming with them. And out of his mouth, verse 15, out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with, with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fear, fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. You see, he's coming to do battle against the nations of the world that have gathered together there they've gathered to the land of Israel to do battle against the Lord and to kill his people and the Lord is coming and he's going to defeat them it's going to be a rod of iron he's going to set up his millennial reign and he's going to rule with a rod of iron, and none shall none shall break his holiness. As long as the nation of Israel was obedient to the Lord, it was a mighty nation. It was a mighty line. It was like a lion for strength and for fierceness. And it was like a fruitful vine that flourished. A fruitful vine planted by the waters that flourished and its branches grew out. And being in that state, they brought honor and glory to the name of the Lord and they were a light. They were a light to 
the Gentiles. They were light to the nations round about them, it's particularly under the rule of, of David and Solomon. And you think of, uh, uh, especially under Solomon's uh, first half of Solomon's rule, how that, that that light went out into all the world. The Queen of the South coming to see his great wisdom and, and his great majesty. Yes, it was a great life. But, but she turned away from God. Solomon was guilty of marrying many wives, and those wives were of the countries round about them, of the countries of which God told him not to. And the reason he told him not to is because they'll turn your heart from me. And that was the last word we read on Solomon. There's many wives. Those wives turned his heart from serving the living God. But the light, the Lord Jesus Christ, come. They came from Israel. He came from the tribe of Judah, of the seed of David. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah in chapter 42. In the book of Isaiah in chapter 42, in verse 6, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covering, for a covenant of the people, for a light, for a light of the Gentiles. It's going to be a light to, to, to the Israel to the nation of Israel but to the Gentiles as well Jesus said in the book of John chapter 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world Jesus is the light of the whole world not just the light of the Jews but the light to the Gentiles as well chapter 49 of Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 6 and he said this is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob Israel and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles. See, not just to not just to Israel, not just to the tribes of Jacob, but to the Gentiles as well, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the ends of the earth. 
Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Abraham understood this. Abraham received this message in his promise that God made him in the 12th chapter of the book of Genesis. Now to Abraham, verse 16 of Galatians chapter 3, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not and to seed as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed, which is Christ. And then promised to Abraham, he was promised that the seed, Jesus Christ, would come from the seed of Abraham. Abraham understood that. Abraham knew that. Abraham believed God. And it was counted to him for righteousness. Jesus Christ is the light, light of the world, not just of the Jews, but also of the Gentiles. There is no other name by which men must be saved. The name of Jesus. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We ever close there tonight.